Hey folks, if you've seen any of the great merch we have lately, we've got Witch Police shirts, we've got bags, we've got more gear on the way. That's all made by our friends at Divine Shirt Company. Whether it's screen printing or embroidery, heat press vinyl or graphic design, Divine Shirts is the place to go for your band merch. They've been doing some of the best stuff from the best bands in Winnipeg and beyond. And if you're looking to get some merch made, head over to divineshirtcompany.ca or follow them on Instagram and tell them which police radio sent you. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! All right, welcome to Witch Police Radio. Uh, I always have to preface the shows with this, but I am on the internet. I'm not actually visiting a guest in person, but everyone knows this because we're in a pandemic. But for some reason, I feel compelled to announce that at the beginning of every episode of the podcast. And uh, the guest on this show is someone who is uh, relatively new to me and possibly new to a lot of the listeners as well. Um, so I think the best way to just kick this off is if you want to introduce yourself and just give a bit of background about where you're coming from musically. Sure. Yeah, so my name is Jeff Cottest. Um I'm... My project is under the name of Fuller Hull. Um, I was in the industry, you know, decades ago, and it was a long pause as I did other things. And then, uh, you know, my timing was pretty good. So before I heard the whisper of the pandemic, I decided to start up again. And then it kind of was nice in, in some ways because it gave me the time to start yeah. and uh, maybe try to try my voice, try to find my voice a bit as well. Well. One thing I like about on your uh, your website and your Bandcamp and all of your sort of uh, bios is you describe yourself as a philosopher farmer, which I find is an interesting uh, <laughs> descriptor. So, can you what's the background there? I mean, from what I understand, you've played in a lot of bands over the years, dating back to you know past decades, and and now you're gone from the city to the country, and you're doing this project. Is that right? Yeah. So, you know, long winding gravel road, I guess, is how you describe it. But, uh, you know, back in the 90s, I was with sort of a, a grunge band called Rigid. And and that was probably the uh, the one where we did the best, I guess. And then then I stopped. And a lot of it was just solo gigs and, you know, smaller, yeah. intimate sort of engagements. And we moved around a bit, you know, settled down. And, and part of that was going to school. So, um you know, I was living in Ottawa. I went to Carleton University. I ended up getting uh, getting my PhD, and okay. and that's where the philosopher part comes in. Um, but then a few years back, well, actually, I guess a decade back, uh, we decided to leave the city and move out to the country. We had a small little hobby farm where uh, where we have sheep and chickens, and okay. and that's the farmer part. So it, it kind of brings it all together as this as this uh you know the truth is in a hayfield it's the sort of mentality that i have yeah 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 well and i feel like the the type of music you're playing now you know not having heard your grunge stuff in the 90s but the stuff you're doing with this current project it, it seems very well suited uh from what i've heard anyway to that kind of rural um it's quieter right <laughs> might be a good way to yeah. put it <laughs> Yeah, it's, um, you know, it's when I grew up in my parents, of course, uh, I was in the 70s and 80s, and yeah. they were uh, really influential in terms of, uh, of sort of classic country. And then uh, when I found my own interests of music, and uh, I really was drawn to that sort of unplugged, um, you know, MTV unplugged yeah. sort, of, sort of approach where, uh, where you could kind of take these heavier songs and, and strip them down. And then more recently, um, I just really got into this sort of an alternative kind of folk kind of 
vibe. So I'm trying to bring those three things together, sort of classic country, 90s, unplugged, and, and alt folk to give me uh, whatever whatever it is sound that I have and, and the one that's going to develop as I go on. Awesome. Well, you're in a good part of the world, I think, to do that kind of stuff because Winnipeg has such a strong... And Manitoba in general, too, right? There's such a strong uh, support for any kind of folk music, basically, and especially that rootsy kind of country tinge stuff as well. There's such a great infrastructure for it and, and so many different artists who have, you know come out of here and are still here uh, playing that stuff. So I think, uh, you know, it would be hard to pick a better spot in the world, I think, to be playing that kind of <laughs> rootsy, rural, tinged, you know, sort of stuff. So, yeah, that's uh, it, it, hopefully it works out, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's accidental in some ways. Um, you know, uh, before I even really thought of getting back into the game, I, I, I bought a used guitar from a guy named Kevin, uh, Mr. K. Okay. And um, so Kevin Crash, and I yep, just, yep. I didn't know anything about the scene. I didn't know much about him, but then, now I have his old guitar, and it's sort of like, I don't know, the vibe is just sort of kicking through that, and it's sort of pushing me to do more. So we'll cool. see how it takes me. What yeah. what is it like to start again? I mean, you know, like you said, you, you played in bands before. You had you, you had your, your whatever your level of success was, and then you had a long break, and now you're starting again. You know, as a solo artist too. What has that yeah. kind of process been like to sort of because you're basically starting from scratch? I mean, with today's music scene, I guess, right? Absolutely. You know, when we for, when I first did it, uh, we had a good group of guys. They had a good network, and 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 I just basically tagged on with them that way and um and, but there was no thought um about the business side yeah. about the the networking about the uh you know the the, the merch the, like anything anything that was uh to do with the professional approach to music it just wasn't there we we're just guys hanging out we're playing and and you know the industry is 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 probably tough and i was probably a bit more thin-skinned and it just sort of uh it was uh, a tough slog. A lot of great people helped us out, um, but it just didn't work out in that respect. Yeah. This time around, uh, you know, with the benefit of hindsight, um, I just made sure that I started to think about it uh, in a much bigger way. And so I reached out to Mandible Music, and I set up for one of those uh, one of their consultation sessions, oh, yeah. and then just started meeting people that way. And then there happened to be a uh, a breakout west conference in the fall um so that was an eye-opener for all the things that i just need to have to put on my to-do list and yeah. and even though i'm not really doing much in terms of you know performing or much of the business side it's really giving me a better grounding now that i understand what the business is all about i can kind of focus on on the art itself yeah do you feel like you have is it more difficult doing it now? I mean, after you know you've gone to school, you have a family, you you you're you're not like some twenty year old kid going out there. Is, is are there barriers that maybe wouldn't have been there or you wouldn't have noticed when you were kind of doing this the first time around? Yeah, well, I think the first time it was all a blur because it yeah. was just fantastically new and 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 everything was was a new venue. It was a new new group of people. Uh, uh, you know. Just everything was 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 fresh, and and now um, probably with the benefit of hindsight, it it's a bit harder in the sense that um, uh, there's it's a completely different world yeah, now sure, than, yeah, from yeah, before. Yeah. But in some ways, it's liberating because uh, I'm really just doing this um, for myself, I guess. In in some respects, if people like it, and if and if if they ever get to hear it uh, <laughs> in this age. Um, then that's great, but I'm really, really enjoying just sort of being true to what I want to do, okay. and and, uh, and there's really not a lot of extra pressures that way. I think. 
Well, that's cool. Yeah, that's a good situation to be in. I think where you you're really only worried about making what you want to make, and you don't have that extra kind of uh, oh crap, what if someone hates this? Or because it's it's new and you're not some twenty year old kind of you know trying to make it right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just a matter of um, taking that and, and with a healthy dose of, of realism, um, just take it one step at a time for me. I, yeah. I, I've, I've recorded the album. I've taken care of some of the business aspects. Uh, I'm still learning a little bit on, on the different venues on how to get the message out, whether it's social media or whether it's uh, with physical shows or however the case might be. There's There's still a lot for me to learn and I'm I'm sure that, like most people, nobody really has a handle on no. on the industry until many years in, and even less so in this particular time. Nobody really knows how the business works. Late night Ferris wheel lighting up the sky Mid-September, not a cloud in my eye Bull riders and barrel girls race for the dough MC calls the numbers out and the clown steals the show Had a broken rodeo, find a wholesome child Young girl from the year before Strolling behind her son Baby in a carriage And she's waiting on another one Old sneakers on her feet Replace a boot she used to wear Time passes by too quick When you're waiting for the fair Shiny buckles Dusty boots Looking for something Finding roots at a broken rodeo find a wholesome child. Young kids on the rides screaming with no fear. Older kids are in the tent and they're lining up for beer. Parents gather with watchful eyes, talking up a storm. Older folks sitting on the benches. Remember when they were young Shiny buckles Dusty boots Looking for something Finding roots Young eyes and gray hair Amazed at this ride Had a broken rodeo To find a wholesome child Had a broken rodeo To find a wholesome child had a broken rodeo to find a wholesome child. You know, one of the questions I've been asking everyone during this time is how has the pandemic affected them as artists? And I mean, you know, like you have, I guess, the benefit of being relatively new with this project. Um, while this is all happening, like you wouldn't have had tours booked or anything like that. I assume that that would have got canceled. But what has this situation been like for you? Because you know you're you're trying to get your music out there. You can't really play shows because no one can play shows. And uh, what's the, what's it been like for you? Well, generally, I mean, having a farm and and working a, a full time job and having young kids. I mean, yeah. it, it takes up a lot of time. And one of the things that I, I uh, that the pandemic has provided me is um, a couple extra hours a day. 
I don't have that commute to, to Winnipeg anymore. Sure, so yeah. because of that, I, I have newfound time, which I've been able to just use for myself. And you tag on to that, that you're not going out um, anywhere. Yeah, uh, yeah. So you find innovative and fun ways of being, you know, entertaining yourself at home. And, you know, I didn't really mean it to become sort of a, a coping mechanism, but it's been fantastic because it's been a way for me to just to channel anything that I would normally want to do elsewise into this project. Yeah. And even though my timing is is probably not the best, I mean, I, I think I, I recorded with uh, Private Ear uh, Studios and I signed up, I think it was, uh, I signed my contract with them, I think it was in March, like March <laughs> right, like 12th. Right at the so, beginning of all this, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, so then everything just locked down, so we had to delay recording, and that took place over the summer. But again, it took it gave me extra time to to realize that I was probably rushing into things, but you know, it gave me that time to kind of refine as I as I wanted to do and as I needed to, and it it's it's worked out okay. I mean, ideal no, but yeah. you know, it's it's been pretty good. Well, now that you're you know you're outside of the city, what? Um... You know, obviously, there's venues you have, like you're saying. You know, you're getting kind of reacquainted with with what all the venues are and how, how to book gigs and everything. Um, do you have like a a grasp on sort of where you think you would fit in within the Winnipeg music scene? Because obviously, there's there, there are scenes in smaller communities all around the province, and there's actually a lot of uh, I've had a lot of mainly country artists on the show over the years who have been kind of you know very successful at touring every small community that no one has ever heard of, and they get you know the whole town comes out or whatever, and there's that there's that's a whole a yeah. whole circuit, right? But I mean, Winnipeg, I guess, you know, being the biggest city in the in the province and being kind of the hub. Do you sort of have an idea of where you where you fit or where you where you would like to fit within the local music scene here? You know, I I don't, and um, probably that's part of the the business planning side. Yeah. I've got to kind of figure out. But it, right now, I'm not trying to kind of push into anything just yet. I mean, I think that um, once I get out, uh, once we get out from under this under the thumb of this the lockdown. I think that I'll really know. One of the things about uh, being in the country and working in the city is that I sort of have a foot in two worlds in yeah, that way. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, when I'm done work, I usually just leave and I want to get back back home and do my chores and you know see the family. So sure, sure. I haven't spent as much time in the different venues, uh, kind of checking out different artists as I probably should have because I'm just usually coming home. So. I guess the other side of it is that because I'm dry, I'm used to driving so much as you know, country people tend to do. Yeah, they're kind yeah. of always going from one to the next next town. Um, I think that there's a good opportunity for me to just to sort of take my show on the road to uh, on, on a small town basis because that's really what my songs are about right now. And uh, but you know, there's still influences by the times I lived in the city, and, and there's still sort of different sides of that. So I, I'm not really sure, but uh, I, I guess only time will tell on that one. Fine. I'm 
tried so hard to look forward After spending so long looking back When I think about all the time that we had No man can't ask for more than that No man can't ask for more than that Take a walk in my footsteps Like I tried to walk in yours Spend my best days looking through windows And my worst nights walking outdoors It used to be so far on the horizon Now it's almost in the palm of my hand And when I finally hold it I'm not sure what I'd do But when it comes I'm sure I'll understand So take a walk in my footsteps Like I tried to walk in yours Spent my worst days looking out windows And my best days working outdoors What do you think is the uh, kind of driving force behind your songwriting? Are you are you one of these artists who is is very focused on the storytelling aspect of it, or what 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 inspires you? I guess when when you're writing, you know, it's um, it changes. Some of the songs I have on on my forthcoming album I wrote a long time ago, okay. and and for me, like I've never played them, never record them. Uh, they were just for me, and and they they, they I think they've held up pretty well. Um, and, and some of those are a little bit more, um, abstract, I'd say, 
um, perhaps maybe it's age or, or just maybe it's a time of life. I mean, I'm not sure, but there tends to be a bit more story narrative running through some of the songs now. So I'm trying to keep it um, not, um, I don't want to have you know any moral to the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't mind that the story just tells itself, but but there are certain like some of the songs they're they're very specific, they're very image based, and and they're about things that I've actually experienced or I've seen. Others are complete fabrications of an alternative life I've never had. Okay. So it it really just depends on on the mood and the mood I was when I was writing it or what struck me at the moment. Are there certain songwriters that you would point to as as maybe if they're not obvious influences, but influences on your writing? Um, you know, I was, I was thinking about this question and, and I have, uh, like a, 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 a list, a, a playlist of songs that have inspired me okay. up into, up until the recording, you know? So I think about, uh, Chris Stapleton, I think about Nathaniel Rateliff, okay. um, uh, you know, William Prince was, uh, I, I actually saw him last February before the lockdown and. And uh, in a different different style, um, but you know, just the uh, he's incredible, the, incredible songwriter. The inspiration of that that he has, yeah. I mean, it's just and his story is great as well. Yeah, um, yeah. In terms of how he transitioned, and it was a very deliberate, again, a very almost like a it was a business move, but it was really following his 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 dream as well. Mm-hmm. So, I think in terms of those, I, I like to think about the old classic, the country singers as well. Um, I'd be doing them a disservice and myself a dishonesty to compare myself to any of them. <laughs> but uh, but some of the classics are, are definitely woven in there as well. Okay. When, when are you uh, hoping to put out the album? Because, I mean, I know you said you started recording right at the kind of beginning of this whole yeah. shitstorm we're in right now. So. Yeah, so I think um, I'm, it's going to be in March. Um, and uh, I, ha- I just haven't decided if I'm going to put out a physical uh, version just yet or just release a digital version on Bandcamp and follow it up later on. There's still, like, a, uh, I, I might want to add another track, just sort of cap everything off. So okay. I think I'll, 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 I'll play it that way. But it, it will be coming out in March. I've been sitting on it for a while. I'm not in a rush, but I think it's ready, you know, and, and there's only one way to really know that is to, to get it out there. So. For sure, yeah. Well, and you have three yeah. three singles out right now, right? I do, yeah. I've got, I released the three uh, sort of as, as testers and teasers, and uh, I think, um, you know, there's two, there's a couple of different models of how to release your songs, and um, I guess today people are just going single to single to single, but yeah. I think... Um, I think I'm small enough that I can just release the whole thing and that's going to be just okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, as someone who is set in his ways and doesn't like to uh, do the whole streaming music thing, I like the idea of an album being released as an album and uh, you can yeah. sort of sit down and start to finish. But I realize that I'm a dinosaur in that sense because everyone is very, uh, their attention spans are, are quite limited as far as listening to music. Yeah, these days. you know, yeah, that's 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 true. I think for 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 maybe guys of of our of our vintage, but you know the 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 sales of of vinyl kind of suggests something different. Also, yeah, right? yeah, that's people, true. That's true. There's something about the experience, and I, I mean, you know, I've been we maybe have been through vinyl and cassette and a track before that maybe but i mean uh there is something uh about it that doesn't die it just sort of changes a little bit and yeah. and uh you know the, the streaming what i like about streaming is that i don't need to pick i just sort of have it preloaded and it goes and uh but but when i'm really intentional about it i, I like to sit on my old phonograph and just sort of 
plunk of vinyl down and and hear the pop and crack and for sure and, and kind of get into it you know so and, and the same way for sure and i don't i don't use any of this, the streaming services because i think it's because i don't want to be I, I have so much stuff that i've amassed over the years especially local stuff that i kind of hoard as bad as that word sounds and the idea of just somehow getting rid of all of it and and trusting the cloud to, to, to appease me. I don't know. I, <laughs> I haven't been able to do it yet. So I still got all these tapes and CDs and records lying around, but uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it, there are definitely people who are buying vinyl again and, and tapes are making a, a weird small comeback too, which is kind of cool. But yeah, streaming is still the main, I think the main uh, source for most people in 2021 to, to yeah. listen to music, right? Well, the good thing is it gives us options. I mean, sure, yeah. I, I'm I'm like you. I'm I'm balancing out my home inventory as well, and I'm looking at my old vinyl that I maybe don't want anymore. It's like, ah, should I get rid of it? I don't know. But I mean, I think that uh, uh, as long as people have options, they will find a way. I think. Yes, for for sure, for sure. Uh, the good thing about this being a podcast is, you know, it'll be coming out soon, but someone could hear this next year and maybe by then the pandemic's over and maybe you'll have the record out. So what's the best way to find out more information about what you're doing and, and to hear the music you have out whenever someone's hearing this podcast? 
Yeah, well, uh, you can go straight to my website. I've tried to um, uh, have a landing page in there, so that takes you out to all the different streaming services. But the website is uh, www.fullerhull.ca. Okay. Um, I've uh, it's it's um, populated, but it will become more so. Um, you can get a link to my singles, and then once I have events, they'll be posted there as well. And awesome. then once the uh, the album's ready, should be should be available there as well. Cool. What is the significance behind Fuller Hall? I mean, I assume that was your actual name when when we first started talking, but uh, clearly it's not. So what, yeah. why that name? Why did you choose that? You know, it it came up in my in my uh, doctoral studies, and and I just um, I got to a point, and you know, for anybody who's done graduate school work, it's sort of it's a dark a dark lonely existence sometimes, and uh, you ask yourself like, why am I here? And and I realized that um, for, for me, the 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 activity of learning, the 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 progress that you make in learning is is for me, it's insatiable. I I want to no more every day yeah and in a way um i want to get fuller and if you think of your 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 head as a vessel as a hull of of some sort of storage capacity you know it's like a it's like a boatload of information i'm looking for so okay. the term fuller hull just sort of came up as as this accidental description of 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 me learning and it just sort of carried over into into well this is a whole new learning experience as well so it's um it's it's quite appropriate, I think. I definitely wasn't expecting that kind of an answer. I I, I don't know what I was expecting, but that's that's completely not. That's yeah. cool though. I, I, it makes sense. Yeah, I, I, I get I get I get it. And, and one of the, I mean, right now um, it's a solo act, right? Yeah. And um, uh, I don't think it will always be that way. And, and hopefully, I can fill it out as well. And and if if. Uh, if uh, you know, once I uh, demonstrate some proof of concept, and if I start to meet people who are of like mind and similar schedules, then maybe that could open up, and that way it it doesn't become the Jeff Cottis project. It's right. something bigger, you know. So that's really the thought behind it. When it could, yeah, Fuller Hall could be a person's name, it could be a band name. It's 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 yeah. mutable, yeah, for sure. Right on.
through this before You keep walking across your floor But I'm not coming home Oh, I got to stay out on my own Keep kicking down that stone 